Welcome to the 10 Loans a Month podcast, where mortgage brokers become business owners. And now, your host, Ryan Wiley. Hey, Ryan Wiley here with 10 Loans a Month podcast. Let's jump into it. So I love sharing different things that we're doing in the academy, the 10 Loans a Month Academy. And on Wednesdays, we have an Ask the Expert series. And that's usually a top producer coming in. And we have eight to 10 topics we talk about with a four-minute countdown on each topic. And we try to get awesome people in there that you just would not have heard talk before or you don't have access to yourself. You do get access to ask these people questions directly after we go through the questions and the topics. And so this week, we had Jim Terlucas on. And so for those of you who don't know, Jim Terlucas is probably the number one mortgage person in Canada, I would say, does 750 deals with two people behind him help supporting. He's not running a big team. There's literally two guys himself and they do 750 deals a year and has been doing that quite consistently. And so he obviously knows what he's talking about. He came on, graced us with his presence today, which was awesome because he always shares so much and we got into a couple topics. So I have five takeaways from that call and that's what I'm going to share with you. There were probably 20 takeaways, but I'm going to share with you five of them as sort of like a sneak peek into what that call looks like. Okay. These calls are typically an hour, 40 minutes of questions about certain topics. So you know exactly it's boom, 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 boom. When we keep going, we have a countdown on the screen and then 20 minutes of Q and A, or if we had to go over a little bit, we do. We usually hard stop at an hour. So let me get into the five takeaways from that. Like I said, there were easily 20 takeaways. These were five that I wrote down at the time and resonated with me. And so in no specific order, number one. So number one is Jim's obviously, he could ride off into the sunset and never do a mortgage again and call her a day. Our industry has shifted. It started to work against us a little bit, just with the markets and what's going on with interest rates and how people are qualifying and just the fear factor. So it's harder to get deals done now. A lot of our pipelines are drying up and they have been for a little bit. And it's only going to keep getting worse from everyone I talk to and just my opinion and take that for what it is. So Jim could easily go into the sunset, carry on or just reduce the workflow and just live with those deals, do 400 deals instead of 750. But instead, he's going into BD mode, business development mode. He is putting a suit on and he is going into lawyers and financial planners offices. He's obviously booked the calls, going in and giving a presentation. I'm not going to go through what that presentation is, but the moral of the story on this one is if Jim Terlucas, who does 750 deals with his team with the support of two, is doing that and going into business development mode and putting a suit on he hasn't worn in 10 plus years and actually pounding the pavement, oh my goodness, what does that mean for you? This is your competition. You have someone that's doing 750 deals a year. And I know I keep saying that number and over and over because I want it to sink in. And he's actually door knocking, right? Making the calls, knock, knock, I'm here. I'm here for my presentation. Whatever that is, we're not getting into that. It's just the fact that if he's doing that, like, why aren't you doing that? Why can't you do that? Like, he could easily be the guy that says, I'm above that, got my database, and I'm going to be okay with 400 deals a year until the market pulls it back up, and then we're back to normal. But he's not. He's still going out there, still hungry. He's built a machine, albeit with two people, but he's still built a machine. And he just wants to keep feeding the machine. So that was a big takeaway for me. It was like, who am I to think that I'm above doing stuff like that when you've got literally the top guy in Canada going and doing that? Okay. And if he's not the top guy in Canada, I apologize if you know someone else who's doing it, 
great. That's not what we're talking about. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, what sort of product is Jim talking about with his clients? So variable, just it's really hard to just give someone a variable right now. It's for different people, different strokes, different folks. I get it. But mostly it's two, three year fixed, whereas he was a big supporter of the variable. But we're at a different time, different place now. So it's two, three year fixed. Hopefully we come out of this and we can renegotiate. And so something that is interesting, though, you have clients that are up for renewal and the banks have their interest rate of whatever. I'm throwing numbers out there. 5%. If here in Canada, if you are insurable, meaning the home is worth under a million and the AM is less than 25 and your ratios are a hard stop at, you know, the 44, 39 and I haven't brokered in eight months. So if I'm off on that, just take a grain of salt with it. But if it's an insurable deal, especially if the loan to value is lower, that 50, 60 percent range, 65, you have that sliding scale. You have interest rates. You can actually win on rate. Like never before could we do that. Like we can actually win on rate. Now, I'm not saying you should do that. And so I positioned this question to Jim and on the call and said, hey, we can actually compete on that. He's like, absolutely. You can actually win on rate. But you have to let the client know what they're getting into. Because just because they're going with a monoline with an insurable rate, what if they buy a home? They get into this interest rate and they want to port that over and they buy a home two years down the road. It's over a million. Now it's no longer insurable. has to be uninsured. They can't take that with them. Why didn't you tell us? Why didn't you tell us that, Mr. and Mrs. Broker? And so we can compete on rate on those instances and even on other insurable files that aren't even renewals. But you just have to outline the small print, right? The bridge loans, the bona fide sales clause, the can we port the mortgage, yes or no? We might lose the insurable piece. So like there's some stuff in there you have to do. So just be cognizant of that. So that's number two. Number three, I thought this was a great, it's such a simple thing. Jim is a master at mining his database. He truly is and looking at opportunities of why did we talk three, four years ago? What pain point did I solve? Now I'm going to bring that pain point back up today. So he has got a lot of examples of that. One example that stood out to me is you have files where clients close and they need help from the parents. They need a guarantor. So the guarantor comes on three years into that deal, that three years into the five-year term, Jim reaches out and it's just an email, CCs the guarantor, the parents, usually it's parents, the client, and just goes, hey, did you want to look at taking the parents off or the guarantors or whoever you position it? Do you want to look at doing that? Like, and a lot of times people don't even realize they can. Sometimes they just forgot or they might be like, yeah, let's do it. Absolutely. Just because you wouldn't do that or just because you wouldn't take a higher interest rate to go do that doesn't mean that they would. So it's a great way to go back to all the files as long as you marked them that way that there was a guarantor on file and reach out and go, hey, is this something you'd be interested in? Usually people want to tie up that loose end at some point. And Jim also mentioned that a lot of times you end up getting the parent's mortgage as well. if They still have one because now you're top of mind. And even if they don't do it, and even if all these other opportunities of you reaching out like Jim does to present, hey, you had consumer debt before, we did a refinance. Now I want to revisit that topic and see, do we still have more consumer debt? Like that's why we talked three, four years ago. Usually people don't change their stripes. There might be an opportunity there again. Even if there isn't in that scenario example or the guarantor example, they're going to love the fact you reached out, right? You're coming at it from helping them. Help, help, help. Hey, you reached out. It's amazing. You know what? We're just going to stay status quo. I love the fact you reached out, but you know, my cousin, actually, we were talking about mortgages and I totally forgot, but I'd love to make the introduction. So it's coming from a really good spot. So I love that. That was number three. Number four, like I said, these are in non-specific order. We went through his pre-approval process and this is something that's very intriguing to me. It's a filter he builds in there, gets way less pushback than I would have thought he would have got. But after he's decided, hey, 
discovery call. This is someone that actually has the means to do this. Let's now start getting their applications, start getting their documents, looking under the hood a little bit more. They've already said, I'm their guy. On that discovery call, he says at the end of it, not the beginning, hey, I'm also going to need your credit card because depending on the lender, don't know who that's going to be right now. Some of them pass the cost of the appraisal on to the client. And I just want to have that credit card information available. So that's not a bottleneck where we have to come back and we lose time. So in the email you're going to be getting from me, we're going to fill the application. I'm going to tell you the documents we need. I'm going to tell you right now what we need. And you're going to tell me if that's okay. But I'm also going to send you a credit card authorization form. We may never use your credit card, but I need you to fill that out. Wow. That should be like a what? Like put the brakes on. Excuse me, you do what? Well, yeah. It's a filter that if you get pushback, oh, I got to talk to my wife or I, okay, so you weren't serious. I'm not your guy. I never told you we were using it. I'm just saying that's part of the process. We might have to go down. So for him, it's a filter to see who's actually serious. And he said he gets very, very few people that actually give pushback on it because he sets it up in that discovery call, includes it in the process. So imagine that someone then gets the email from you. They're going to go fill the application, the documents. You've already given your value adds and discovery call, and you've given them a credit card authorization form for an appraisal. How committed are they? They're in. He's not going to lose them. So that's just another layer in there, which I thought was pretty cool. And now number five. So number five, and this is a bigger topic. We're not going to get into as much, but on that discovery call, the goal of the discovery call, 15 minutes max, is you're trying to create doubt with the clients, right? You're trying to create doubt with the clients, and then you weave in spots of your process of how it helps with that pain point but you have to know the right questions to ask right you have to know those questions and once you get the question then you can attack it from either he calls it the three p's so he's got this framework he's got a bunch of frameworks which i geek out on frameworks i love price product person so at some point something in those questions he's asking there's the price component like all things being equal if everything was the same yeah they're going to take the same interest rate but he has clients working with him they're paying 20 basis point premium because it's not always about that price that contract rate it's not about that right and then he'll go and he'll start attacking the product the product okay you're with rbc you're with bima okay did you know this did you know this did you know this well this all leads back to the third p which is person you need the right person and so if you have me in your corner you got the right person i'll make sure the price is right you're in the right product at the end of the day, you're going to pay the least amount of interest possible throughout that five-year term, but it's not just a price to price. It's not an interest rate to interest rate. You're buying into the person, okay? So he creates doubt though, and he makes them feel like they absolutely need them. Like they're sort of like drowning a little bit. Like this is too much. Oh my God, didn't realize that. Didn't think about that. Why didn't someone tell me about that? Jim, I need you in my corner. And guess what? It doesn't cost a dollar. You'll never pay me a dollar. So you get my 20 years, my five years, my four years. You get me in your corner with my team looking out for your best interests, nobody else's. We don't work for the bank. You know, we have a relationship with the bank and we buy in volume with the bank, which in turn gives us good relationships with the bank and sometimes some rate specials, which you get the benefit of by working with me. But I'm going to make sure that you're in the right product and you pay the least amount of interest. And if that means the lowest interest rate or it means a little higher interest rate, but then we got these other factors that come into play, that's what my goal is right? So when the dust settles at the end of the day, not today on paper, what that interest rate is, the end of the day, how much money I've left in your pocket. If you work with me, I'm going to make sure you have the most amount of money in your pocket. Oh, and by the way, you don't pay me, right? I don't cost a dollar. I'll never ask you for a buck. 
So pretty cool. So those are five things we talked about. My takeaways, I've got a massive list here, but I'm obviously not going to go into that. I want to keep this podcast a little shorter as usual, but I just wanted to share that with you. We do that every Wednesday. Every single Wednesday, we have someone coming in and we have these types of conversations. So you get access to that in the Academy. If you want to check out more about the Academy, please go to 10loansamonth.com. That's the number 10loansamonth.com. I have a 30-minute webinar on there. I pull behind the curtain. You get to see what's in there. If you have questions, you can please reach out to Courtney at 10loansamonth.com. That's Courtney at 10loansamonth.com. All right, that's it, kids. I'm out of here. Hopefully, we'll see you on the inside. All right, peace out. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.